Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Digital Coach. I'm your host, Ben Kamara. This week, I've got Dr. John Russin on the show, and all I can say is, wow. We dived deep into how he's built a fitness offering online, and also what his real thoughts are, and he's brutally honest, which is what I loved about the show, on how you, if you're listening to this, can get yourself online and start to build a fitness offering. There's some real nuggets in here, and it also takes into account the amount of experience he's had at not only training you know, general populations, but also all the way up to athletes at the very top level. I hope you enjoy this episode, so let's dive straight in. Platform, right, cool. Okay, and we're live. So thanks for joining me, Dr. John Russin. How are you doing? Good, Ben. Good to be here, man. How you been? How you been? It's been, a, it's been a while since obviously we connected and we'll get into that, but how have you yeah. found the current COVID crisis? Well, I've been in my house over a hundred days here in Madison, Wisconsin, United States of America, and I'm ready to get out. <laughs> I'm ready to get back to training. I'm ready to get back to my clients and my coaches and a little bit of this new normalcy people are talking about, but I'm ready. I think my people are ready. My kids are. are definitely ready and you know, it's getting close here, man. Yeah. So where, for the, you know, for the UK listeners, where are you guys in the States at with regards to kind of opening up? Um, Every state is different here. And it's a, it's a pretty crazy story. I live in the Midwest. So I live in Wisconsin and our County has been closed for a while. We, we opened up maybe three or four weeks ago, but Mm -hmm. opened up is relative because everything kind of stayed the same as it pertains to our business practices, to the gym, to traveling, doing certification courses and all of that stuff. But a vast majority of the states right now are quote unquote opening. And I think 46 out of the 50 states are allowing fitness centers and gyms to open to some capacity right now. So while that is good and moving in the right direction, it's also uh, posed some challenges for many of the gym owners, many of the clients returning back to the gym and kind of the entire health climate as well. Yeah. I mean, I saw some statistics. This was a while ago though, saying that 25% of the, of the fitness industry might not come back. I mean, have you seen anything? That's a pretty conservative statistic because my best statistics that I've heard just with my consulting and the networks that I have here is that we are going to see over 50% of fitness business drop off. And here in the United States, we have around 240,000 personal trainers that have some sort of certificate. And we are seeing that we're going to be at about 130 or 140 personal trainers working in the fitness profession by the end of 2020. So we're going to have almost a 50% drop off. We're now seeing major corporations like 24 hour fitness and gold's gym start bankrupting. They're closing hundreds of gyms across North America. And this is just the start. That's what we need to be thinking about. Just because your gym opens doesn't mean that you're out of the shit storm. It means that you literally just have one toe out of that shit storm right now. And you have to continue to be very fluid in the way that you're evolving your business, honestly, to survive because the next six to 12 months is really going to be a test of how a business is able to move forward differently than what they planned on. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, obviously we've spoke many times and, um, you know, the facilities that I've got, we're going to be literally dipping our toe, but I guess, you know, for the people that are listening now, could you give us a bit more of a 
just a short bio, the, the, the 30 seconds about yourself um, yeah. and obviously PPSC, which we'll get into and, you know, facility, et cetera, and coaches. Yeah. So I've been uh, training clients and athletes for 14 years now. I also spent 10 years in higher education. So that's cool as well. But I've worked in many different aspects of the sports performance and the fitness industry in my career. I started off in collegiate strength conditioning here in the U.S. I moved into professional sports, Olympic training sports, and then I moved more so into general fitness population over the last three to four years, working with barbell sport athletes. But now in 2020, a vast majority of my clientele in my training and my certification course is really centered around general fitness population, health, longevity, wellness, but also mixing and matching the things that made our performance model so good. So we call it pain-free performance training. And that's essentially the model that we use in our certification course and with all of our coaches and clients worldwide. Yeah, I mean, we, we might as well jump straight into to that for the coaches that are out there. PPSC, fantastic. Um, the reason why I wanted to get um, John onto the podcast is because I went and did the course. I flew to Frankfurt. Um, so we're obviously based in London. I flew to Frankfurt, did the course with three other guys that I know from London. Highly, highly recommend it. We're coming to, you guys are coming to London in September. So yes. we'll add that obviously in the show notes, but um, highly, highly recommend it. So today's kind of topic I wanted to dive into was I guess the reason why I went and did the course and the, what, the reason why I went and did the course was someone introduced me to your content. Someone introduced me to the blogs and pretty much, yeah, the, the, the stuff you were putting out online and obviously immediately started to see the quality and the content that was being put out regularly. And so, yeah. you know, how did you kind of come about put doing an online presence, I guess? Well, in 2013, I was working overseas as a strength and conditioning coach in China for the Olympic Committee, and I was on 16-hour time change, so I couldn't call my kids or my wife or any of my friends back home in the U.S., so I was left with like three or four hours a day where nobody else even spoke English at the Olympic Training Center, so I'm like, well, what the hell do I do to like fill this time? And, you know, I started reading books, and I'm a huge reader, so I've always read the research journals, I've always read articles. And finally, I was like, you know what, I'm going to write something. And mm. that turned into really a snowball effect of having found a talent that I really didn't know I had. I published my first article in 2013 on Testosterone Nation. And almost instantaneously, it was a viral hit because we were talking about staying pain-free, training hard, going heavy, really having mm. fun in the gym, but not breaking down your body in the process. And in 2013, this is a novel idea out there yeah. <laughs> with all the meatheads that were kind of filling up that Testosterone Nation site. So one article led to two articles a month, then four articles a month, and then I became uh, the number one read uh, writer in the fitness industry over the next four years. In that time, I started my own website as well, drjohnrusson.com. And it was a slow burn from the start, just writing really good articles, publishing them regularly. You know, when I started 2013, 2014, writing content for the first time, I was producing 15 articles a month. And I was on repeat on that type of volume for three to four years. This is all while I was working 40, 50, 60 hours a week full-time with clients and athletes. So I was yeah. burning at both ends of the candle with a family at home, traveling the world, doing all that. But I didn't have a business at that point in time. Yeah. What I was doing was creating a lot of gold standard free content and really asking nothing in return. 
And a couple of years later, I got a little bit smarter. I actually built up some sort of reputation in the fitness industry where somebody may recognize my name or the quality of our training systems. And boom, we had our first product over on drjohnrussin.com. It turned into a bestseller, a million dollar program. That was functional hypertrophy training. And then yeah, I think in the last that. four years, yeah, <laughs> I think everyone in the industry at this point in time has done FHC at one time yeah. or another, but we've uh, released three programs since then. Uh, we try to evolve our training model once every couple of years and really stay recent with the times. And that business over on drjohnrussin.com really flourished as a program provider. But yeah. along with that, um, I think the backbone of the growth was simply the quality of the content, but the consistency of the content as well. And in a day where nobody wants to read, in a day where we have the shiny object syndrome on Instagram, I know very well that my audience are the ones that will spend five to 10 minutes to read an article, not a blog post, but an article. They yeah. will go through and they will deep dive into my videos. They will want to learn more resources. They want those newsletters and they want better education. So that's my market. I knew that really from the, from the get-go, and that's helped mm. even to today, midway through 2020. Yeah, that's incredible. 15 articles um, a month, you said. It was crazy the way that I was writing them too, because when I was home, uh, I have two kids, I have a wife, I have uh, yeah. obligations, and I was writing during nap time. I was writing on Friday nights, on Saturdays, on Sunday mornings at 5 a.m., any single time that I could get was devoted to the hustle, the grind of trying to build up this new sort of business because I'm a career coach. I'm nothing mm. more than that. I teach people how to squat and do push-ups. But yeah. I think that a natural trajectory of a career is hopefully being able to impact more people deeply and being able to have that widespread impact across the globe, more than just in Madison, Wisconsin, but across the country, across the world. And things really took off, um, you know, based on that content. Yeah. And so I guess a couple of questions, because, you know, I know a lot of the coaches that are even just starting out at the moment, um, you know, will be thinking this, but, you know, how did you come up with topics? Was it feedback and then you wrote or, you know, anything around that? It's almost like the first eight years of my career, nobody knew my name because I'd never written anything. I never shot any videos. I barely had a Facebook account, let alone an Instagram page. But you get really good at doing certain things when you coach 60 hours a week for almost a yeah. decade. So good that you don't even have to think about it anymore. And you become almost immune to you know, how good it could be. So when I started writing articles, it was like I was stockpiled with ideas to the point where it was like I knew them like the back of my hand, all this different stuff. I knew the research. I knew the application. I knew how to scale. And I literally just wrote it like I talk. And it was very um, applicable for personal trainers, for strength coaches, for serious athletes. Yeah. And the topic, 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 when your topic is very general, because that's what I'm best at. I'm a generalist. I help people feel really good so I can improve their performance and their longevity. You can talk a little bit about everything. You've been through the PPSC. We go everything yeah. from foam rolling to max effort squatting. And yeah. when you have that sort of diversity, there's a lot of different topics that you can cover. But I will say that I was never afraid to like voice my opinions and then try to back them with my experience and then also the data and the science. 
and not being afraid and knowing very well that, man, motherfucker, I did this for 10 years and I have world-class results at every single level. I don't care what some troll says online because I know the real world application and the power of what we're doing here. When you have that sort of confidence and that kind of experience in the real world gym setting to stand upon, I think it makes you a little bit, uh, it's just more confident in putting yourself out there. That's where people go wrong. They're so scared that somebody is going to like call bullshit on them or something. In all actuality, people don't care. All no, they want exactly. to do, especially your people, they want to lift you up and they want to learn. You know, the wrong yeah. person is not going to come and support you anyway. So who cares? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it takes time to get into that. Um, and you just find your feet, right? Um, I know that me and Harry, who I own the gyms with, you know, when we yeah. were managing, we opened the studios. I was 23. He was 21. And the first four <laughs> years, we were managing, you know, trainers that were a lot older than us. And we were just so... I look back now and I think obviously you're growing into your, your domain and your experience, but yeah, when you're at that level of knowing your field, like you have, uh, I think obviously it just helps to put that, put that out. So I guess stay on on the content, you know, um, where did you put your content? Were you sending it out to journalists? Were you just whacking it on, you know, drjohnrusson.com? Um, you know, how did that work? Yeah, the first couple of years, I was writing everywhere. So I made sure, even though that nobody was really reading it, that I did put some great content over on my personal website because you have to build that up over time. Content is a long game strategy. If you think that you're going to write an article and like get famous or go and speak somewhere just because you wrote one fucking article, you're going to be in trouble. This is a three to five year process to actually accrue enough content and consumer confidence that they actually believe what you're saying. So I did write on my site, but I wrote a shit ton of articles over on Testosterone Nation. I think over 350 articles in four years. Uh, I think I have another 100 articles on a great site that I worked with, uh, bodybuilding.com, years and years. And then Mm -hmm. I was literally publishing anywhere that could take me. And I think that knowing the diversity of the industry, going from men's health to a sports performance journal to peer-reviewed research in the NSCA journal to testosterone nation to bodybuilding.com, you tend to learn a lot because you work with their teams, you work with their editors, and you're able to really fine-tune and experience a totally different world. You know, this is, I guess, still the fitness industry, but it's fitness media. These are not the same thing. 100%. Um, Wow, I'm just still blown away by the level of content, and that's just articles. So it's, 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 a, it's a benchmark that um, we certainly need to bring in. Um, so looking at the site as well, but you know, you also do, uh, and you know, I may have got this wrong, but the performance coaching side of things on Dr. Yes. John Russell, how does that differentiate from obviously just the program or you know the program that you're selling? Yeah, so we sell single sale programs, so functional power training, functional hypertrophy training and foundations training. Those are single sale programs. They're $100. They are what they are. You buy them, you do them, and you have a coaching group and no real in-depth interaction with me as your coach. They are world-class and they get people extraordinary results, but there is no coaching to it. But about a year ago, only a year ago, I started online training and I jumped into this honestly out of necessity more than Mm. anything else. Uh, our two-day course was really taking off in the end of 2018 and 2019. The Pain-Free Performance Specialist Certification got its accreditation and really just took off overnight. 
to the point where we did 40 certification courses last year. We're going to do over 100 this year. That mm -hmm. meant for me that all of a sudden, all of my in-person training clients, I'm sorry, but I can't train you once or twice a month and feel good about it from a moral or yeah. ethical perspective as a coach or a fitness professional. So I had to cut a bunch of my clients loose that I was working with in person, but it's not acceptable for me as a coach that tries to practice what he preaches, not to coach people and not to have an in-depth interaction with individuals, especially because I want to continuously evolve my training models and methodologies. So I ended up launching online training and it was uh, very successful almost right off the bat. And I do attribute that to 13 years of doing all the right things, doing all the stuff that people weren't willing to do and almost just like flip, flipping that on switch on the light and everything just coming on and being able to really build an entirely new business, which is P4 personalized one-on-one -on -one online coaching that really over exceeded my expectations of not only the quality really, of the delivery of what we're able to do, but also get it to the point where it actually is a sustainable business. Yeah. So, so clients can come from anywhere in the world and they can get in contact and start doing online coaching. Is that how it works? It is. But unlike a lot of different online coaching platforms, I only open it up one time per year and I don't take everyone. I'm very selective with the people because I'm in it for results, straight up results on my reputation. So we pick and choose people that are truly perfect fits for me not only from a training background and their goal set, but from a personality and a relationship perspective, because one-on-one -on -one online coaching, what it is, is a lot of back and forth. It's daily interactions. It's somebody that you need to really mesh with, somebody that believes in your systems, hopefully has had a background in what you do. A lot of the coaches that come in and get coached by me are fitness professionals themselves. 68% of my client list right now are fellow professionals in the field. And I think that targeting that demographic, it's been extremely rewarding because you can take things like the PPSC or you can take things like functional power training to a new level. So not only they can feel it on their own body, but then they can learn a thing or two, learn the content and then pay it forward to their clientele and make everything better because of it. Yeah. And so how does the framework, you know, if I was coming onto the program, you know, for some of the guys that are listening to this and looking to do this type of model, uh, or, you know, from an online coaching perspective, rather than just yeah. doing live sessions, how, how does that framework work with the client side of things? So your, your, your athletes. So getting them is one thing. And I think that getting clients or the right types of clients that you can go to sleep at night, feeling good about your interactions with, that is going to be the biggest hurdle for many coaches because it was difficult for me. I have millions of followers out on social media and the website and all this shit, and it was still difficult to launch this type of business. Somehow people think that online training is so easy. Like you're gonna get rich quick, you're gonna be laying on a beach on a laptop making $2 million a year and just wondering why the fuck you ever trained anyone in person. It's not that way. Let me tell you it's not that way. But once you do gain the credibility, once you do actually offer something that is a gold standard, then the interactions become very, very cool. We use a coaching app and we use um, a text messaging service. We use video downloads and then everything is just uh, recorded so I can see what they're doing with their training while they do it. We use undulating periodization. So every workout's a little bit different, but also we have a goal in mind of about a 12 to 16 week block for people of where they want to be, but also the things that they want to learn. And it's been 
a challenge because coaching online is totally different than coaching in person. A great in-person coach will be a good online coach, but if you fucking suck in person, you are going to really stink it up online because the experience comes through, especially when you're trying to run an efficient business model with online coaching. You can't be sitting there for 10 hours a day. You need to be knowing the solutions to people's problems, being able to have that eagle eye on the video as opposed to working around them 360 degrees in person. And you have to be able to write the communication in text that gets your message across with the biopsychosocial physical aspect of online mm. training. And going back to what we were talking about, writing all these articles, writing content, writing content to your clients and coaching them online via text, that is essentially content development. So I've seen, especially with my staff and my coaches, we love to have people that can write because that makes you a better online coach because your messaging, your delivery, it's very similar to writing an article. And we need to think a little bit about that. And that's the reason that most likely you need to get out there and start the content production. Yeah, totally. And do you have any calls to kind of check-ins once a month or anything like that? We don't do any calls. Uh, we don't do any live videos. Everything is on other person's time. Uh, gotcha. I have clients from over 39 different countries right now. Everyone's time zones are different. And a reason I think that people gravitate towards online training as opposed to in-person training with a coach or even doing uh, you know, live video training is that they can do it on their own time. They can train when they want to train. They can ask questions when they want to ask. And they'll always know that they can get an answer with a repeatable structure of a day-to-day -day basis. But that's, that's the big difference is that online training, as much as we want to have interactions, the beauty of it is freedom. The beauty of it is freedom, not only for the coach, but more for the client. That is where people make the mistake. People want to be all up in their client's faces, but in actuality, if they wanted that, they get an in-person trainer. And it's probably about the same amount of money. So yeah. we need to be giving people what they actually want, which is really delivering them world-class programming and coaching, but giving them the freedoms to experience. We're a guide in the process. We are yeah. not the dictator. No, I think that's so important for some of these coaches to realize, you know, that there's a whole, it's not a new thing, but that the, the opportunities for clients to have fitness on their terms has never yes. been in my, you know, I've been training for people for 12 years, so it's never been the same, you know, and like you said, you know, for me in London to be training with yourself again, you know, that's completely different to seeing John, who's the only gym trainer down the road, but you know, not all the clients are going to be those clients for you, you know? And I think that's where trainers do kind of go wrong. They also get into this yeah. cycle of constantly communicating with them, whether that's they've given their phone number out and it's 10 o'clock at night, but it's not 10 o'clock at night for the client. So they're expecting yeah. you to reply, you know, and it's, it's interesting how you frame that you don't actually do the, the, the calls. It's, um, it's a privacy thing too on both ends of the spectrum. We have clients that I'll talk with multiple times a day. And then I'll have clients that absolutely crush it in terms of achieving their goals that check in a bare minimum of once a week. And then we have the clients in between that are actually the best. They'll ask the strategic questions and I will be able to deep dive in on the answers. I'll be able mm -hmm. to link them articles, give them videos, show them resources, coach them up. And we get that at an intermediate frequency that is the best of all. You know, we don't want to be majoring in the minors, but we don't want to just neglect the important things, which is learning with your own body. 
But I think yeah. that people need different things. It's the beauty of coaching. We are doing as much psychology as we are physicality. And you have to be able to match that with the delivery of whatever program it is that you are doing with them, whether it be in person, online, remote, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you brought out, you mentioned PPSC came kind of later on. Did that change the, the way you were putting out content or did anything change? You know, are you still doing 15 articles? <laughs> no, I'm not still doing 15 articles. Um, I'm maybe producing four articles a month now, and I have the ability to work with my PPSC staff on articles. And I'm doing a lot more editorial and kind of like visionary development with my staff. And I'll write an article here or there, but a lot of my content is now driven towards our website, driven yeah. towards social media, and also driven towards our newsletters. Uh, I've actually 3x the frequency of our newsletters on drjohnrussin.com because that is where our deep divers can really get the most out yeah. of not only my personality and my delivery, but my thoughts on a lot of our different content. But it's, uh, it's different than it was before, but we have a secret coming. We are about to change the content game yet again, but not quite ready to talk about it okay. yet. Okay, you can't share it on here. Oh. With PPSC, but it's going to be it's going to be an absolute game changer. This is something that we've had in the in the books for about a year, and we can finally take action on it because we had four months of doing nothing except for developing this stuff with COVID. So there's a hook, see you guys, you know, head over to, to Dr. John Russell to stay tuned on that. But because we're talking about PPSC, you know, can you give us an overview of, uh, you know, the course and, and what some of these coaches will be learning by coming and obviously doing the education with you? Yeah. So a pay-free performance specialist certification is a two-day cert, which is all centered around human movement optimization and individualization. It really breaks down our pain-free performance training system. And I say system very strategically here because it is a repeatable and scalable process to not only screen your clients, not only program for your clients, but be the best coach in real time that can individualize the types of exercises, the types of setups, and also the types of execution that your client can maximize their potential with without burning out, without getting hurt or without having to deal with chronic aches and pains, which in my professional opinion, is one of the biggest Achilles heel in the fitness industry today. Everyone wants to be in better shape. Everyone yeah. wants to be stronger. But many times we go too quick or we go too hard into one single approach to training and we end up back on the couch because we can't sustain it or we sustain pain or injuries and we think that the deactivation model is the only answer to our problems. So we really break everything down, the best physical modalities, the best practices for squat hinge lunge, push pull carry, and rotation screening and assessment. We learn how to program that into a physical preparation sequence that brings you through everything from soft tissue work all the way up to central nervous system stimulation. And Ben, this will come to a surprise to you because while we're sitting on our couches during COVID, we actually created the V3 version of the PPSC, which is going to be given for the first time in Orlando, Florida in five days. We I now see. added a two hour segment and module that will be talking about how to program for your clients, the actual training aspect of everything Amazing. that we were talking about, where we go deep diving into how we actually blueprint for any type of client, whether they're a performance athlete, whether they're a bridge return to train after physio, 
or anyone in between. We show how to put programs together for two, three, four, five, six days a week of training and how we can maximize the human movement system to its fullest potential. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'll say it again, I'll keep saying it highly, highly recommend it. And, and also if you come you know, we're talking about online training, digital elements to fitness. If you are struggling with programming, so important. And again, you know, I, I completely agree. We, we aspire, especially here in the UK to, to be just like athletes when most of the athletes, the ones that, that I work with are broken, you know, and yeah. they don't end their career in, in, in as good a shape as they should. But okay, cool. So I guess there's, you know, the last uh, question from me, you know, if you had three tips for a coach, you know, that is either just getting started or now looking at trying to create some sort of hybrid between online and, and in person, you know, what three things would you recommend that they do to maybe build an audience or just get started in some way? First thing is that you need to look at your calendar. And if you hadn't been training for at least five years in person full time, then you need to most likely get a little bit more experience. You got to think about this as like shaking up a keg, a powder keg, getting it ready to explode. And then the more you shake it, the bigger that explosion is going to be. But if you only have three months of experience or you have two years of experience, you have no power in that keg for it to mm. explode. So using my background as a, as a beta test for many of these different recommendations that I make, I would have never been as successful as I am today if I jumped right into online training. So I know it doesn't sound sexy. I know it's probably the last thing that you want to do is get up at 4 a.m. and work until 10 p.m. and work on Saturdays and Sundays. But getting that experience, getting that 10,000 hours of visualizing human movement, there is nothing that will replace that. No education, no algorithms on Instagram, nothing will replace being an extraordinary real-time problem solver. Because the better you are in person, the better you are gonna be online. Second recommendation here is you need to grind it out while you're at the gym doing that 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. You need to find some time to create the content and you need to start getting comfortable with putting yourself out there. Action, action, action. I look back on some of the first stuff that I did. I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe I actually did that. But I'm proud that I did it because I needed to do it. Everyone's yeah. not going to be the best. You're not going to yeah. be able to sit and teach a 16-hour certification course with fire in your gut the entire time without yeah. starting at an hour first or a day first. You need to get in. You need to jump in and be okay with the growth factor. People don't care. They care that you care. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. And one more? One more. I think today more than ever, things are going to change. What you did four months ago is not going to be what you're doing four months from now. And even the most successful business owners like Harry and Ben over at N1 Fitness, it's like they're having to really become fluid with their business acumen in order to not only survive, but thrive into the future. So don't get stuck on a dogmatic mindset of I do it this way because the fitness industry is going to eat you up and spit you out. And you're most likely going to be selling real estate in Kensington by the end of the year. What you need to be doing is evolving rapidly, using your business as data points and trying to move forward, even though it might not be where you thought you were going to be. And it's a mindset thing, but it can be a very, very powerful mechanism of change and growth. Yeah, I think it's, 
it's a, it's a crazy time, but it's a crazy time for opportunity as well. And if you're yeah. watching this on video, you can see the amount of books behind um, John <laughs> now. So you got to grind. But thank you so much for taking the time, John. I know how busy you are. Um, and we'll see you in London soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you.